Good morning. Good everyone. morning. <laughs> it's never too early for murder. <laughs> it's not even that early, man. I know. It's like it's 9.50 at your house and 8.50 here. And we're like, yeah, dying. like it's, it's really not even that early. <laughs> I swear that Coke can has been there for weeks. Months. <laughs> months. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> it's a decor at this point. I <laughs> I like it. How was your week? I'm sorry you didn't have an episode last week, guys. I honestly don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember either. <laughs> so much for my calendar that was working for the first and then we stopped using it. I'll start using it again. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. I was honestly just worked. Yeah, me too. And That's Kenzie came to town. Kenzie's here. I've been working on this little sweater. Ooh. And I just finished the other side last night. That's exciting. We love a cute little sweater. Little sweater. Also, Kenzie is visiting. Kenzie is here. She's just watching this call. (laughs) Kenzie, why are you actually not on this call? Like you are literally here. You are literally here. can't tell if she's getting up i don't think so oh true. <laughs> she does not care <laughs> kenzie <laughs> that was so scary because i turned away to get a drink and when i turned back she went... <laughs> i just see your mouth moving try now i said that was so scary oh, it's not, not working <laughs> Nice you. He said that he turned to get a drink and then he looked back and you were just there. I know, it's actually perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> there she goes. Anyways, wearing my bathrobe. Welcome back to another super fun, exciting extravaganza of murder, love, and betrayal. Close. What, Mackenzie? <gasps> he ate the whole, like, I know, but like, do you mean he ate the whole bone as in like he just swallowed it or chewed it? Well, I'm glad he's breathing. Does he seem okay? Okay, well, I think he'll just have some bowel issues. That's it. I'm assuming the answer was he swallowed it. <laughs> I don't know what he did. It was a cow bone, like a cow shin. I like, don't have words for this dog anymore. <laughs> anyway, we're in Montana as Mont- he comes next to me. Uh, Hannah, Montana. So both words. Oh, yeah. Mm. All right. So we're in Montana. (laughs) And this has nothing to do with love, betrayal, or anything Troy mentioned before. Perfect. (laughs) All right. We are in Missoula, Montana this week, and we're in the 70s. 
Mm. Um, and during this time, the town had a population of about 30,000 people. So can you hear her? I heard that she said something, but I have no idea what she, she actually said. She said, damn, a lot more than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this episode will also feature commentary from Mackenzie. Our census analyst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, April 11th, 1974, the Pounds family uh, was an all-American, super nice Christian family. The husband, Harvey, was even a deacon of a local Baptist church. Um, so they were just a really great family over, over overall. His wife, Donna, worked at a Christian bookstore, and they had three children, Kenny and Kathy, who were 20, and 12-year-old Karen. At this time, Donna was the only one home. Um, when someone entered her the house and began threatening her at gunpoint. The man then took her to her own room, tied her to the bed with clothesline that he had brought and raped her. He then led her to the basement, shot her five times execution style. Um, the man who would later be charged with, with this murder was actually a friend of Kenny Pounds and his name was Wayne Nance. And he actually lived right down the street from the Pound family. Fear thy neighbor. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's that's right off the bat. We're starting. No, yeah, I was gonna say like there wasn't even any build up. Like that's where you started with. So, yeah. so that's Wayne Nance. Terrible. Yeah, Wayne Nance was. <laughs> what the? Heck? Yeah. Oh it my gets, god. It gets worse. Uh, Wayne Nance was born October eighteenth, nineteen fifty five, in Missoula, Montana. He grew up in a mobile home. His father was a truck driver, and his mother was a waitress. Growing up, he was always known as the, quote, weird kid, um, and some would say he had a short te temper. His father was arrested in 1968 for armed robbery and assault, and at this time, young Wayne began to become more, what one would say, problematic, so he had some issues happening. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was because his dad got arrested for assault, you know, I don't know. Um. He got banned from riding the school bus because he would constantly start fights. He would hide in the hallways at school, jump out and scare people for fun. And he started doing this thing where he would randomly bring up quote unquote awkward topics like sex in class just randomly just to see okay. how people would re react. Why? Like, I okay. don't know. <laughs> All right. All right, buddy. Um, then he started to get super interested in the occult and black magic. Um, he would brag about worshiping Satan. And he allegedly, at one point in his teenage years, he heated up a coat hanger and branded himself with a pentagram and or other satanic symbols. I don't... Buddy, if you need to talk about something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he just really went Dude. for it. Um, even though he was weird, he did very well in school. Um, he made the on honor roll, and apparently people in the town liked him. Like adults, I guess, said he was super, like, respectful. I don't know. Um, even uh, after all this stuff? Or, like, they used to say that, and then he was like, hail Satan. I don't know. I feel like it was just people in school that really knew that. Okay. <laughs> you hear that? I heard something. <laughs> oh, hi, Kenzie. 
Klaus stole her shin guard because I made her play soccer whenever she was here. <laughs> she had a great time. I died. It's her just going. <laughs> uh, we had no subs. So Mackenzie and I sprinted around a soccer field for how long? An hour? 15 minutes at least. <laughs> It was a disaster. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, people probably liked him before he started bringing knives to school and he would show them to other students. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> One time he even brought a syringe to school um, claiming he was going to stab someone and all his friends were like, uh, dude, no, you're not. Like, stop. You're being really weird. And um, well, lo and behold, he went up to some kid and rammed the syringe into his thigh. So. He said, all right, watch me. <laughs> he said, bet. I'll do it. <laughs> he literally said bet. <laughs> oh um. So we're back to Jonah Pounds because he apparently did that whenever he was just 18 years old. So right out of high school. And um, allegedly, this is a speculation, he killed Donna Pounds as a quote-unquote satanic act um, because he told his friends that a dark queen came to him in his dream and told him that in order to get into the Church of Satan, he would need a sacrifice. But like I said, that's totally up for debate. That's hearsay, as one would say. There has been no comment from the Dark Queen at this time. <laughs> I have not been able to locate the, the the Dark Queen and ask her quite questions. She is not available for an interview. Dude, Sorry, that is. No. Yeah, I'm wild. speechless. That yeah. like, he just keeps getting wilder. Like that, like yeah. what? The, what is what? <laughs> I don't know. So when this murder occurred, a neighbor did report that they saw someone in the house that resembled Wayne. Um, the police questioned him, but Wayne said that he was laying in bed sick all day. He said, I, I had a horrible Solid. tummy ache and I was just in bed all day. <laughs> However, upon entering his home, police found blood-stained underwear that had been recently washed. Um, and it was confirmed to be human blood, but unfortunately they could not match it to Donna, probably because it was like in the late 70s. Yeah. They didn't have great DNA back then, yeah. unfortunately. Um, so he kind of took a weird hi hiatus for a, li li a little bit. He um, joined the military, of course, because Here why not? <laughs> why not? And then in 1984, Nance picked up a job as a bouncer at a bar named The Cabin in East Missoula. Um, other bouncers who worked at the bar would say that Wayne... Um, he would all, he would often talk about women just as kind of sex objects, um, not nothing more than that. There he would go. also try to buy women drinks, and when they would, uh, when they were clearly not interested, he would keep being super annoying, um, and he would just keep pestering them and keep trying to buy them drinks, and they were like, "Dude, back off!" And he just didn't get it. Um, and finally, women began to disappear after he started working there. You're out of 10 recommend. We're just trying to make it to the bars, everyone. 
phone at the apartment, Wayne had been watching her. So he thought that she was a single lady living alone. So this was horrible timing. <laughs> yeah, he's just an idiot. <laughs> he's just an idiot. I don't know. Um, so one evening, Wayne somehow got into the apartment. Um, he either broke in or they just didn't lock their door because the 80s. And when he opened the bedroom door, he was shocked because he saw a man lying in bed with Doris. He said, I can't believe you're cheating on me. <laughs> I, I thought we had something. <laughs> um, so her husband, Bill, woke up and he was like, um, what are you doing in my home? <laughs> <laughs> and he demanded that Wayne leave and Bill got up and legit threw him outside. <laughs> Oh, period, Bill. I... <laughs> um, and the next morning, they both got up and they opened their front door and they found Wayne sleeping on their front door. That, okay. That was unexpected. I thought you were going to say they opened their door and he was like waiting with his knives and like. No, he, he was just sleeping. Um, so his excuse was that he got too drunk and accidentally went into the wrong apartment. So Bill never filed a report because I guess that's like oh, believable. Okay. I've never done, done that before. I don't I don't know. Does that happen? What getting drunk? Maybe. Mackenzie said her 80s. friend slept on someone's porch once because they got too drunk. So I guess it does happen. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed from Mackenzie. Our data analysis. All right. <laughs> December 25th, 1985, a body of a young woman was found with three gunshot wounds to the head. The body would later be identified in 2006 as Marcella Bachman, who was 16. And at this time, Nance was 28 and they actually had a relationship. Aww. Because why not date someone who's 12 years your senior when you're 16? Sorry, I missed the age gap initially when you said that. And oh, all you I did? heard was, yeah, I didn't hear the age gap. And all I heard was they were in a relationship. And you I was didn't like, hear the oh, 16 wow. and 28? No, I did not. You just, so I retract like, my you statement. You blacked that out. You were like, oh. <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. I literally just heard blah, 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 blah. they were in a relationship. <laughs> wow, that is so cute. So they had met at the bar where Nance worked, and the bar people knew her as Robin. And I, the bar. <laughs> I don't know, Troy. Okay. She was a, ru a runaway, I think, as far as I know. Okay, so but she could have just lied about her age. That's true. And this is small town USA where like where I grew up, they like never carded any anyone, so I can see it. <laughs> Mackenzie always gets carded, apparently. Anyway, continuing. So Robin and Nance said that they are both going to leave town to start new lives. Um, but her oh body was gosh. found three months later. And he was the last person to see her or be seen with her. So. Didn't go as planned. All right. Yeah. Um, December 12th, 1985, the Shook family was enjoying a calm evening. Uh, Teresa was 32 and her husband, Mike, was 34. We love that age gap. Together, they had three children. 
This is an acceptable age gap. (laughs) The older you get, the less it's prominent, but just be smart. Don't be dumb. Literally. Um, so they had a seven or eight year year old. He was in se- 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 second grade, so I'm not sure how old was I was like older for my class, so I don't know. Seven or eight, sure. Mackenzie? Yeah. I wasn't held back. Okay. I went to preschool twice. <laughs> I wasn't held back. <laughs> Mom said I just went twice. Anyway. They had. They also had a four-year-old named Luke, and a two-year-old named Megan. At around nine p.m., <laughs> there. What? What are you laughing at? I don't know. Just <laughs> literally nothing. Just the thought of a two-year-old being named Megan. You know what I mean? I don't know. That my seems sister like was, my sister's named Megan. She was two once. Yeah, but she's not two right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. <laughs> anyway, um, so around nine p.m., there was a knock on the door. And unfortunately, the little four-year-old ran up to the door and opened it. Um, And when he did, Wayne Nance was standing in the doorway with a gun in his hand and a knife in his belt. He raised the gun and shot Teresa in the ankle as she tried to get the kids and push them to the kitchen. Um, Now, the the following events are what police have gathered after looking at some evidence and hearing testimonies. So... This is the best theory they could come up with. Okay. Prefacing that now. So what they suspected happened was Wayne then tied Mike up in the living room and made Teresa stay in the kitchen. Once he tied up Mike, he stabbed him in the chest. He then led Teresa to her bedroom by gunpoint, but allowed her to put her kids in their rooms. Aside from two-year-old Megan, whose crib was in Mike and Teresa's room because she was still a baby. Yeah. Um, He tied the mother to the bed and raped her and then stabbed her in the chest um, all while the two-year-old was in her crib watching the entire thing. Nice. Um, Wayne stole some silver dollars, a hunting knife, and a statue of an elk. All right. He's an idiot. Literally, like this is... So these poor kids were still alive and they were literally too scared to move. And at this point, Wayne had left the home, but then they heard someone else enter the home again, and it was Wayne. And he came back to set the entire home on fire to get rid of any evidence, Um... even if that included killing the kids. So, however, the way the home was built, it was almost airtight. So when he closed the door, the fire that he started lost its source of oxygen and the flames died down. <laughs> um, so that was, quote, that was quote unquote good, I guess. But unfortunately, the fire that did start released some toxic, toxic g- gases um, along with an insane amount of dense smoke. So the kids were found the, the, the next day along with the, with the b- 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 bodies of Teresa and Mike. Oh, um, so how this happened was um, a family friend came by to drop his son off uh, since Teresa would watch him while the dad worked. And he found that the door was un- unlocked and that was weird to him. So when he opened the door, uh, toxic fumes and heavy smoke just poured out of the the, 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 the house. 
Um, and that's when he said the body of Mike, um, he said he saw him in a pool of blood and he found all three children who were still alive. Megan was in a coma. She had collapsed lungs. Matt and Luke were both unconscious, but all three children did survive as far as I know. I couldn't find anything that said otherwise. Okay. Um, at the crime scene, the police gathered a strand of red hair, a stray bullet, and semen on the body of Teresa. Um, summer 1986, Wayne had a new target. His boss, Chris Wells, who he was determined to get alone for some odd reason because he's psycho. Um, so he went to her home one, one night. He hid out in his truck for a bit, and then he decided to hide in some bushes. Chris's husband was taking the trash out, and while his back was turned, Wayne came up behind him and smacked him in the head. He drug his body into the house. Um, Doug must have came to pretty quickly because he started fighting with Wayne. Imagine that. Wow. <laughs> Which alerted Chris upstairs that something weird was happening. So she ran downstairs to see Wayne had pulled a gun on her and her husband, telling them to separate. Wayne tied Chris to her bed upstairs then he took Doug to the basement, tied him up, and stabbed him in the chest, leaving him for, for dead. Somehow, Doug got a adrenaline rush, and he got himself untied while literally bleeding out. He retrieved his hunting rifle, which was in the basement. Period. And he went up to the living room, and he purposely made noise to get Wayne out in the hallway so he could get a clear shot, which worked because Wayne's an idiot. Um, Wayne went down screaming and doug begins to beat him with the blunt end of the rifle period good job doug um and still wayne was making his way back to the bed bedroom oh my god dude where he grabbed his gun and fired this bullet hit doug in the thigh wayne began to reload and as he did this doug remembered that he had a pistol in his nightstand um so he somehow goes to the nightstand and grabs it and an another shot is fired except this one is from wayne's gun and it turns out that wayne accidentally shot himself in the head <laughs> uh chris immediately called 911 and the police got to both of the men doug did end up surviving his in injuries but wayne died later that same day from his in injuries probably because he shot himself in the head Oh, my God. Gun safety people. As news spread, the father of Mike Shook noticed that his son had bought furniture from the same place that Chris worked. And that was the same place that Wayne also happened to work. Weird. Hmm. He told the police about this, and he also mentioned the missing items from his son's home. Of course, the police found all the objects at Wayne's house, um, and he became their number one suspect. But, of course, Wayne is dead. So that made things a lot harder because now they couldn't interrogate yeah, him or anything. Yeah. Um, due to the evidence found at Wayne's home, he was suspected of being the killer in all of these cases. Um, there were pictures of the murdered women in, in his home. And one of them was either was even a picture of him and the 16-year-old Marcy, a.k.a. Robin. Mm, yeah. It's still hard to decide whether what is factual and what is not. So some of this story is alleged, um, but the last portion of that is true because they had eyewitnesses. Right, right. Chris and Doug. Um, and that is the story of the 
Missoula Mahler as he got his name and he's an idiot. And that's it. And that's it. He's an idiot. That's disgusting. I didn't like that. Yeah, he was gross. Questions, comments, concerns? No, I just, I don't, like, I don't know. That one rubbed me the wrong way. Just how the other ones don't? Like, they do. Like, they're all, like, disgusting and gross and stupid. But, like, they're, I don't know. Like, he started off strong by, like, fucking raping and stabbing someone. And then, like, continues to do it. And, like, that, like, what kind of, like, why are you like this? Like, what kind of horrible human being are you that this is just, like, what you're doing? I don't know. Some people, um, they, like, some psychologists, like, psychiatrists said that it could have just been from um, his growing up and, like, just his dad being in jail. And then there was a part I didn't mention, but it makes sense to mention. There's, like, this thing in... I think you've heard about it, how like they wet the bed, um, arson and they kill animals as, as, as a kid. And that's like the three. So what? Yeah. I like hash browns. I don't care. You are ruining my recording. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you. We're podcasting. Make- <laughs> Kenzie, we're podcasting. <laughs> She made me six hash browns. So, yeah, he had that going for him, too, as a kid. So Interesting. You should. I would love for you to do an episode about the psychology of it. Because you said that you actually thought that was really interesting. I can. I have. Yeah, I have that book. And it actually kind of relates to how you said, like, he, like, his father, like, not be, his father wasn't there, right? Not really. He was a trucker. And then he um, got, I mean, he was arrested for robbery and armed assault. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, cra- and his like mom, just growing up. I don't think his mom was really around either. She was a waitress and doing odd jobs. So mm. I think fair. he had siblings, though. And I think all his siblings were okay. Yeah. See, like, there's. Oh, head this... trauma. That's the other one. Mm. There it is. I don't know if he had any of that. There it is maybe but this one book talks about like the psychology behind it and how i can't remember the terms they used exactly but like oh god i haven't read that in so long sure cheese but like basically like yes these bad things happened but they decided to let it affect them in a way and they made like they didn't have to choose this path for themselves like he didn't have to take his crappy bringing up and like translate that into i'm going to stab and assault people for the rest of my life like and like if you said he had these siblings that grew up in the same circumstances they as far as i know they were all they all were fine okay yeah um, and not to say that that doesn't have like severe like mental um, consequences on him, like whatever happened to him while he was growing up, but like he could have taken it elsewhere. <laughs> he could have, have chosen a, a different route. Yeah, like there's, I don't know. I'll have to. I'll I'll look I'll look into that more because I think you'll find it very interesting. The we can do a Troy Tales ep- episode. Portals. With you talking about 
psychology and we'll figure something else out. <laughs> we'll figure something else out. Yeah. I don't know. I think you'll think it's really cool because it's a very interesting take. Well, like, they I talk about that before. in the Dahmer case a lot. Yeah. Because he had, I'm pretty sure he had head trauma and he wet the bed and he killed animals, of course, or growing up. But yeah, that is uh, Wayne Nance and he's gross and he's ugly. And you should look up pictures of, of him because he's like kind of bald as you go to look up pictures of him. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, he's a little scary. Yeah, he's gross. So anyway, that was Hannah Montana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback, the good old days. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week find us anywhere you listen to podcasts spotify apple music um next week we're going to be reading some reviews that we found that are really really cute <laughs> um <laughs> follow us on instagram at murder or oh no murder roacher pod <laughs> that's a god <laughs> Why are they different? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't thinking. Anyways, follow us on Instagram at Murder Road Trip Pod. Email us your spooky, funny, silly, goofy stories to murderrt at gmail.com. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends about us and how, like, be annoying. Because we're going to be annoying. So you might as well be too. Forever forever but thank you so much we will see you next week bye